Hi, I'm Brandon. And I'm Megan. And we're on a journey to improve our marriage, our family, our faith, our fitness, well, just about everything. Along the way, we might accidentally give a tiny bit of solid advice, so join us as we chat each week. Welcome Welcome to to the the Fools in Love Podcast. Hey, do you care if I share the story of yesterday? No, go ahead. So yesterday I was having a a very interesting day to say the least. For whatever reason, I just felt a little bit down and I came back to my desk at work and I had a little note that I just wanted to share with you guys. And it's on a cute little notes pad too, but it says, hey baby, I love you so much. Let's talk tonight. We can talk as little or as much as you want. I know you've been a bit stressed, but no matter what, I've got your back and I'm always here for you. Love you. Love Maggie. Okay. That, that's uh, a complete change in my day. Like for that note, something that little just makes all the difference in the world, which we'll get back to a little bit later and leads perfectly into what we'll be talking about today. Because today is all about pursuing your partner and uh, just getting a little bit deeper into your relationship. So marriage and relationships are one of the most important relationships that we have, but we don't always treat it as such. In the beginning of a relationship, you know, you, you get the flowers as the woman and uh, you dress up and the guys all shave. But over time, that starts to go away. You know, I, Brandon might shave a couple times a week now, but I certainly don't think he would be shaving on the regular for a date or anything. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is when you're single and when you're courting someone, you really pull out all the big guns. You know, like I remember when me and Megan first started dating and I'd press my best shirt, you know, I'd brush my hair. Like she said, I would shave. And I really like went forward trying to really woo her and court her and just get her interested in me and try to really step it up. But I think as relationships go on, that just tends to fall to the wayside and things can get stagnant. We put our effort into so many different things. I mean, the jobs, the kids, the hobbies, but what about our partner? And as we were talking late 2018, we realized that we kind of wanted to step up our marriage game a little bit. And so this conversation was born, not not on this uh podcast specifically but just you know how we were going to show up for each other and how we were going to just do a little better at our relationship yeah so many times I think at least for me personally and Meg could speak for herself but I feel like you just take your relationships for granted Uh, I know initially there's like this honeymoon phase in any relationship where everything is just so exciting and you're always going on dates and you're always doing things. And I know like when me and Megan first started dating, we'd always go out and we would do fun things and we would find things that were interesting to one or the other of us and we'd go out and we'd pursue those things together. But I think like as the honeymoon phase wears off, it's really easy to fall into this trend where it's like you take your partner for granted. And I mean, I can admit there's plenty of times where I just take for granted that Meg's there and why do I need to put forth a lot of effort? Because frankly, 
she's there. And I just, and like Meg said, I, we put so much effort into my job and I'm focused on my job and what I need to do there. And like raising my kids, what certain hobbies or sports games I want to watch. And I get like so surrounded by those things. And Megan's almost just like the forgotten thing there that I just assume is always going to be a constant. And that works both ways because I am totally right there with you. I put my sweatpants on at 5 p.m. sharp. My hair goes up into a ponytail and uh, my glasses go on right about 8 o'clock. And I am truly a sight at that point. (laughs) I am not, you know, made up by any means at that time. So, you know, we just kind of get into that comfort. And I mean, that's fine. We want to be comfortable with each other, obviously. But also, I think that when you do that 24-7, you kind of lose the magic and the spark a little bit. Yeah, and it all comes back to, like Megan said, it's so important to be comfortable together. And I mean, obviously, you want to be able to put your hair down and put your glasses on or just be laid back. But what we're really talking about here is that's, that is fine. And obviously, it's important to have relaxation time. But also, it's important to keep the fire, keep the spark going do certain things that actually show that you're stepping up for your partner. And I think it's so easy in talking about this to make your relationship an afterthought. You really, really need to constantly be making an effort to improve it, just like anything else you care about and like anything else you love. It all takes work and you have to put in the effort. I think so often... Many people look at the beginning of a relationship when you first start dating someone or certainly like when you get married on your wedding day, they look at that as the finish line in a race. I, I've, I've won. I've won that person. I've wooed her. I've blind her. I've dined her. And now she's mine. So why do I need to put in any additional effort? But really, your wedding day is not the finish line. It's actually the starting line. Yeah, I do not want to wake up in 15 years when the kids are in their late teens and be like, I don't even know who you are anymore because we don't connect or anything. So we do want to make sure that the wedding day was our start and not our finish. I want to work on our marriage up until the day we die. That's a happy thought for you. (laughs) But speaking to that, we do want to learn more about each other. And I think everyone should want to be learning more about each other because we change. We change over time and so does the other person in the relationship. I really want to keep pursuing Brandon and know him more and grow more in love with him every day. And I can't do that if I'm not paying attention to who he is right now in this moment. I can't be stuck on who he was 10, 15 years ago. I have to be paying attention to who he is now today to really make that impact. Right. And that's so important. I mean, think about anything from when you were younger, even if you've only been together with your partner for a year or two or three, or like me and Megan, we've been together. Oh, God only knows how long. Um, We've been married for 10 years. I think it's been, what, 15, 16 years? Meg is giving me a look. Uh Uh-oh. Either way, uh, you're not certainly not the same person. Like I'm not the same person I was when me and Meg started dating when I was 18. Uh, A lot of things have changed. My life has changed. The things I'm interested in have changed. And I'd be a little worried if they didn't. But like Megan was saying, it's so important to study your partner because their interests and things will change over time. It's important to keep the conversation going and keep interested in what they're interested in because those things can change over time. And you want to make sure that you're keeping in touch with your partner to know where they're at. But in order to do that too, I think you really 
have to be okay stepping out of your comfort zone sometimes because everything that we do is not something like everything I do for Megan or step up for for Megan is not necessarily my favorite thing in the world to do. But you got to also not think selfishly when you're with your partner, when you're with someone, you need to consider them really above yourself. And I get that's hard for some people because we're all so self-centered and you know, obviously it's important to care for yourself, but when you're with someone and you're with someone who you're, you're married to, or you are building towards being married to, it's so important to put their needs in front of yours and to really think with that mindset because it opens things up so much more. When you were saying that, I was just thinking about how sometimes I force you to watch Hallmark movies and that's probably your worst nightmare, but you do it for me anyways, every once in a while, because that's how much you love me. Right. And you will sit there and read a book by me while I'm watching my sports games. So see, she's putting in a little bit of the effort. But yeah, like Meg said, I mean, certainly there's things I do that I might not want to do. Like we go to the Nutcracker Ballet because Meg loves the Nutcracker Ballet and I might not necessarily love the ballet, but there's things where you step out of your comfort zone in order for that to happen. And that goes with things we've touched on before, like going out of your comfort zone during conversations and evaluating a relationship and making sure that you're on the same page. Have the difficult conversations when they need to be had and just be open and honest with what's going on. Yeah, I think we've learned that you can't just assume that everything's perfect and you're both in the same place. And we've realized that it's super important to just always be taking that little extra step to evaluate in real time, really, how your relationship's doing need to be actually talking to each other and listening to each other and just being there in those times just to just to be a support it's important too, as meg's talking about that to constantly be taking the pulse of your relationship when i say constantly i don't mean like day to day like you always need to be asking or always need to be trying to figure out what's going on with your partner but i think from time to time you want to make sure that you're taking the pulse and that you're on the same page as far as everything goes. Like if you're just assuming that everything's okay, I mean, you know what happens when you assume and you can all say it to yourselves right now. But there's been times in our relationships certainly where we've had a lot of good times, but we've also had a lot of difficult times. And a lot of those things came from one of us or the other one of us just assuming that everything was fine and everything was perfect when in fact it wasn't perfect. And if you're not able to even look past yourself and look at your partner and see the person sitting across from you and be open to having a conversation and learning about them and pursuing them, then what's going to happen is a lot of the negative experiences that we've had with that. But if we took it from there and we didn't have any conversations after that and we didn't continue to try to pursue each other, it would have just continued to be difficult and to the point where it wouldn't have worked anymore. And that's not something we want for you. And that's not something we want for our marriage. Yeah, we've definitely tried to at least start making the effort a little bit better than we have in the past. Our newest thing has been at-home date nights. Since we don't really have regular evening babysitting available, kind of have to make do with what we do have, which is the kids in bed by 8 o'clock. Yeah, and one of the things we did when we started this idea of at-home date nights, because really how it came up was we were like, we just we don't really have a way to have a regular babysitter, and I get a lot of you out there 
can kind of be there with me that when you do have kids, even if you had a babysitter, it does get difficult and you don't, you feel guilty leaving them or it might be a thing where it's a money thing for you and you don't have the money to do that. And we're kind of in that same place. So like we really tried to find things that we could do together at home where we can make it a date night and where we can do something fun that's outside of the ordinary of sitting on the couch, watching Netflix or on either side, reading our separate books. What we did as part of this is we kind of thought back and we're like, you know, what do we love to do? We're like, when we first started dating, like, what are the things that we always would love to do? I mean, obviously we did go out on a lot of dates, but one of the things we always did, especially when we were first married is we would have hot and ready from little Caesars, you know, the $5 hot and ready. And we would go and get a red box so we would have a red box and hot and ready night. And so for about 725, if you include the crazy bread, you are out and you have your date night and it gives you something to do that's not the norm. But that's as little effort as it takes. I mean, that's just one of the examples and I think Meg can speak to some others, but we totally love those red box and uh I can't think of the word. Oh my gosh. Hot and ready. There I go. Pizza nights. The other thing that we used to do that we don't anymore, but they've been added to our at-home date night list is find a movie to watch on a blow-up mattress, which really has no bearing on anything except we used to think it was fun to like kind of camp out in the living room and just, you know, do something a little bit different. So while it's still doing a movie and it's not like the most exciting thing ever, it just kind of was a throwback for us about the earlier years. And that's kind of cute in my opinion. Yeah. And I'm just trying to think through like some of the other ones we've done recently, but uh, one of the ones uh, that I remember doing very recently, which we always love doing too, and we have a whole closet to prove it, is we always loved playing games together. Like we just play, we would always play board games with each other and we would just enjoy spending time together. We laugh both a little bit competitive with our games and so we always enjoyed that. And just to mix it up and make it a little bit more fun is we'd make like at-home drinks where we would be drink. Last time we had pina coladas, but we've had margaritas before. You just get the blender out or you just mix them yourself and you play games and you just have conversations and it's something fun and easy that you can do. And here's a side note for you. Brandon will not play Connect Four with me anymore because I am so good <laughs> that... We literally had to give away the game and then somehow we ended up with two of them again. But we have given away our Connect Four in the past because he doesn't like to lose and he would always lose at Connect Four. So we try to play games that we both have a chance of winning like Sari and Sequence and Uno, Racco. Those are just some of our favorites. Yeah. And I mean, another easy thing we've done recently is we found some YouTube workout videos and we just do workouts together. And... That's something too to just mix it up. It makes us feel better because we're getting our workout in, but we it's something we do together and something we have fun with together. We used to enjoy just going for runs together, as you guys know, but when it's really cold or when it's dark out early, it's not something we can do. So that just helps us to find something that we can do together. And it's something that we enjoy and something that, like I said, we just something that we get to spend time together that's doing something different than we normally would do and breaking up the monotony. So before we ever got married, we used to love going to Applebee's for half off appetizer nights. I think like Monday through Thursday after 8 p.m. they would do half off appies in our college town and we we went pretty frequently. I'm kind of embarrassed as to how much Applebee's we ate back in those days, but 
We really loved it. Now I now I don't really love Applebee's, but that's beside the point because our next idea was kind of a throwback to that. We wanted to do an appetizer night at home and just basically get a bunch of different appetizer options going and skip dinner with the kids that night and just when they went to bed, just kind of have a fun date where we eat and talk and do appetizers. Yeah, and just coupled with that, one of the things we've done recently is you know, we'll light candles, we'll turn the lights out, we'll make a, a dinner or appetizers or whatever, and we'll just have a random candlelit dinner in our living room. And I mean, one of the things we're pointing out with all of these is obviously, I don't know what your thing is with your partner, like what you enjoy doing, but it's very minimal effort and it's very minimal cost. All of these options are there and available for you. Another thing we love to do just going with that, and it's just so easy, is you can lay out a blanket on your floor and literally have a picnic on your floor and eat and laugh together. It's just all trying to find things to do together. Like we at our house, sometimes with baby monitor in hand, we'll go outside, lay out a blanket, and just have maybe have some candles out there or maybe have a bottle of wine and just hang out, look at the stars, and it's just it's romantic and it doesn't take much effort. Another fun thing that we wanted to do was do like an outdoor movie night when it gets warmer. We've talked about this in the past and it just kind of never panned out for whatever reason. But today with Netflix and everything else, I mean, it should be pretty easy to stream something outside and just cover up with blankets on the porch and relax. And again, baby monitor in hand. And, uh, you know, it just feels a little more special than sitting on the couch and scrolling through whatever random reruns you're watching. Yeah, the idea with all of these is with very minimal effort, you're able to keep the spark going. And what we're trying to show you by pointing out each of these examples is it just doesn't take a lot. Like the note I read at the beginning of this, those small notes and those small words of encouragement are things that are huge as far as if your partner's struggling or if your partner's even having a good day, just to let them know that you're thinking about them. If you're not together with your partner during the day, it's a simple text or a simple thing to say, you know, I'm thinking about you today and I hope that meeting went well and I hope you had a good lunch or whatever. It's the smaller things to let someone know that you're taking the effort to think about them. And they might seem like really small things, but if someone reaches out to you, don't you feel like it makes a difference? Like if someone sends you some words of encouragement, could that ever be like a really bad thing or is it always going to be something good? And I think that's especially important on a date night. If you're going to have a date night, me and Megan have picked Fridays as our date night. So you need to treat those days like they're a date night. Like maybe we will give each other a note throughout the day. Maybe we will say we're thinking about each other. Maybe we'll make the extra effort with candy or flowers on any given day to say that we're excited about this date night. Maybe we'll wear our best underwear, wink, wink. I don't know, but I mean, it's important to let your partner know that you're excited about it. And honestly, if you're excited about something, it's contagious and your partner's going to be excited about it. And if you want to pull your partner out of a struggle they're in or out of their comfort zone, you need to actually be willing to step out and have some courage and do some things maybe you wouldn't normally want to do or do some things to kind of push them in the right direction. I know as a man, Sometimes it's difficult. Like I said, I do take Megan for granted from time to time. And it's hard for men and women too because we're built differently. There's certain things that I know Megan wants that might not come naturally to me. And you might be in the same situation with your partner. There's things that they like and 
and things that they would enjoy that you might not be comfortable with. But guess what? You got to get out of your own way. You got to become comfortable because that's your partner and that's the most important relationship you have in this world. So you need to step up and give the additional effort. And that's not always something that comes easy, but it's very much worth it. And it's very much appreciated on the other end. Speaking of effort, there was one time, this was years ago at this point, where Brandon actually left the house and went and grabbed me flowers. I didn't know he was getting me flowers. But then he showed up at our door and rang the doorbell at the appropriate designated date time and picked me up for our date. And while I realized that's like, kind of extreme and we probably wouldn't do that on the regular now it was just so much fun to just have like a real like almost throw it back to the beginning when you were first dating and ask questions that you don't normally talk about anymore yeah and I remember that time I mean we treated it almost like a first date I mean we just I came and picked her up it was like a first date together and we just role played a little bit nothing dirty people just just like we were just having our first date together and trying to learn about each other And that's really the way you need to think about it, honestly. I mean, when you think about spending time with your partner, sometimes you do need to have a curiosity about them and want to learn more about them. And I think so often you think, you know, I I know everything about them. Like I've been with Megan this long. I know everything about them or I don't, you know, need to know anything. But that stuff's constantly changing and constantly things come up that you may not know. And so you can't take it for granted the things that you need to do to continue to learn about your partner but I think most importantly too and I'm just speaking for the men right now but I think the biggest thing for men out there is this we believe and I can say we I guess I could say I but I believe it's most men believe that on certain occasions no Valentine's Day or your anniversary or her birthday or any other time that the hallmark will tell you you should be doing flowers or jewelry or special things we step up in those moments and we're like done over i've done it for the third or fourth time this year so i'm definitely giving my part in and doing what i need to do but what i've found actually is way way better than doing something like that is to just randomly randomly go to the store drive five minutes out of the way and get some flowers or get a card or do anything out of the ordinary to let your spouse or partner know you're thinking about them. And what I've found is those times are way, way more appreciated than the times where it's just an obligation and you just feel like you have to give it because it's that day. And I feel like taking the effort outside of those normal days just shows so much more that you care for that person and so much more that you love them and we're thinking about them because it wasn't a thing that just came up as a holiday on a calendar but it was something where you actually took the extra effort just because because you were thinking about them and because you love them absolutely so obviously valentine's day was just here a few weeks ago and we don't even celebrate valentine's day because we just don't think it's necessary and you know the flowers are overpriced and all those things but what Brandon will do is on any random Tuesday, if he's coming back from a meeting, he'll pop into the CVS or whatever along the way and bring me back a candy bar. Now, a 90 cent candy bar is not hard to accomplish, but it just is so thoughtful and so sweet. And it just makes a huge difference in my day that he would stop in and grab a, something as small as a candy bar. But it's it really is. It's more meaningful that way instead of flowers and a big, huge, expensive box of chocolates on Valentine's Day. I'd much rather have the random treat from CVS or the 
frappuccino from Starbucks every once in a while as a surprise. And again, too, this is why it's so important to know your partner because I could buy Megan flowers every day and maybe she doesn't like flowers. Maybe it's not even something she thinks is appropriate. Maybe she's like, why are you wasting money on that? I mean, she wouldn't necessarily tell me that and that's not really how she feels, but maybe your partner's coming from that place where you're doing something that they don't necessarily enjoy and that it's not even their thing. But that's why it's so important to know what that is because if you think, like as the man, if I bought Meg flowers and I bought her flowers and then she was like, oh, thanks, I would feel some type of way about it. Like, why didn't she appreciate this? I made the effort. I did what I thought a good man should do, yet she didn't like it. But maybe she doesn't like flowers. Maybe I need to try something else. And I think the easiest way to figure out what your partner likes and what your partner would enjoy is just watch how they treat you. Because so often we treat people, and I know it's an old saying, like a cliche, but you treat people how you want to be treated. And that's entirely true. I, for one, love a touch, like a warm embrace, something to show that that's, that's how Megan loves, like she loves me because she's willing to like give me a hug or give me her hand on my back or something like that. There's plenty of things from her end that she could be doing for me in that place, but it's not going to feel as good for me because that's not really where I'm coming from and it's not really what I enjoy. But the biggest piece of advice I could give is just watch how your partner is and watch the things that they do for you because that's usually how they want to be served or want to be shown love. Yeah, Brennan is definitely a fan of touch and I'm not even being gross. I'm just saying like he wants me to touch his hands and touch his back and give him a kiss and rub and rub his back maybe on a harder day. Anything that I can do to be physically close to him is how he wants to be loved. And he shows me that because, you know, if I'm standing at the kitchen sink, he does come over to me and gives me a hug from behind or whatever. And I think it's very obvious when he does those things that that's exactly what he wants me to reciprocate. Yeah. And I know for Meg's end, and I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I'm just going to go out on a whim here. But one of the things I noticed Meg doing, and one of the things I think she shows the family and us how we're loved is she'll clean the house and she'll do different things of service to show that that's how she's taking care of us. And she feels like if she's not doing that, then she's not being the maternal, you know, mother and wife that she should be. And so that's how she's showing our love. So what do I do in return is when she's putting Harlan to bed, which is our daughter, I'll go out and I'll make sure that everything's picked up. Now that does not come naturally to me. Matter of fact, I always tell Megan that uh, if I didn't have her, I mean, my house would look probably look like a college dorm room. I just, I don't care. It's not even like I don't, it's not even like, I, obviously I care that it's clean, but I just don't care. Like it doesn't consume me if things are out of place. Like I would be completely fine with leaving it the way it is. But because I know that she likes it and because I know it would allow her to relax, it's something that I do. And and it's and it's something that I feel like makes a difference. Yes, it is very very much appreciated. Every time I come out and don't have to do five thousand more things, which is all the time because he's well trained, guys. He's well trained. Um, <laughs> it's just amazing that I get to just hang out and not worry about cleaning up at that point. I think at the end of the day, the biggest thing we want to portray is you constantly, constantly need to be learning your partner and. And trying to woo them and court them because it doesn't become less important over time. As a matter of fact, it becomes more important. And I think the world would show you that once you get married, everything just gets boring. Like if you watch TV, if you watch everything, 
in our culture today. It's like, well, once you're married, things just become stagnant. They just become boring. But we decide we don't want it to be that way. We want it to be the complete opposite. We want over time for things to get better and more interesting. We don't want them to get stagnant. But the thing is, you have to put forth the effort. And I hope we've shown you today that you don't have to put forth a ton of effort or a ton of money or step completely out to allow that to happen. It's so easy and it takes so little effort to do the things that we've discussed today. And it's something where if you, come on guys, if you can't go out and buy a cheap pizza in a red box, (laughs) could it not be any more minimal than that? All right. I think that's a good place to stop. I think we will see you guys next week. Hey, thanks for tuning in another show of Fools in Love podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to our podcast or follow us over on Facebook at Fools in Love podcast or hit us up on Instagram. Megan's at This Average Mom and I'm at Brandon Giggling. We'd love to hear from you over there. Talk soon.